Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Rogers Radio Podcast. We have another great guest today. We have Jeremy Satterfield here. Many of you know him. He's very involved in the community and is currently TechSpark Manager for Southern Virginia. I can't wait to hear all of the great things. You see him everywhere. We all know Microsoft. We all know that they're a huge company in our area and they're expanding and always growing. And Jeremy has been growing with them. So welcome. Good morning. Welcome. I appreciate it. Yes. And I'm excited to have you here because, you know, Microsoft is a huge deal in our community. We're so lucky to have Microsoft and I have just enjoyed, you know, following your journey along the way and, you know, you, you're everywhere and really promoting it well. And I can't wait to hear more about it. So thank you again for being here today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So I like to start off, you know, this podcast is to get to know local leaders and and I want to know kind of the backstory. Where, you know, how did you get to where you are today and kind of what's your background? Awesome. So uh, my background is a little unusual. So okay. I'm born and raised right here in Halifax County. Awesome. Um, vow to never come back. Uh huh. Upon graduating high school way back when in June of 1998. Okay. Um, I went a whopping 50 miles down the road to Longwood College, <laughs> yeah. and I say college because at that point it was college. I graduated yeah. as last graduating classes, Longwood College, um, and ultimately wound up coming back home because uh, my wife, yeah, <laughs> uh, who is now my wife of 20 years, almost 20 years, uh, about congratulations. Six weeks shy of that. Yep. Uh, said she was coming back home, and I said, well... So uh, she's from here, too? She's from here, too. Okay. So I, I chased you for four years to Longwood, and we survived <laughs> four years of Longwood. Uh, you know, I feel like kind of pot invested now, yeah. so I'm coming back home with you. So um, she actually got my first, got me my first job. Awesome. Um, I was at spring break uh, with my fraternity brothers in mm-hmm. Florida. Uh, she was at education hiring event mm-hmm. uh, on Longwood's campus, and they found out that uh, Mecklenburg County needed a marketing teacher, okay. and I was a marketing uh, deg- uh, manager. So, um, lo and behold, she got me an opportunity to interview with Mecklenburg County, and I wound up getting hired on. So, I was the first senior in my graduating class of, of marketing yeah. that was uh, able to land a job. That is awesome. It, it was really neat. Uh, my advisor was a, a lot more jazz than I was because that's how he <laughs> yeah. started Yeah. Um, out in Greeley, Colorado. And I remember thinking, it's like, why are you making such a big deal of this? I'm going to be a marketing teacher. You know, you got people that ultimately wound up going to work for P&P and right. you know, Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you highlighting me? But I was the first one to, to pull the trigger. So I uh, spent three years teaching high school, Mecklenburg County Public Schools yeah. uh, down in Bluestone. Um, absolutely fabulous experience. Learned a lot about myself, mm-hmm. learned a lot about time management, um, and, and, and thoroughly enjoyed the teaching occupation. Yeah. Um, it kind of run its course after about three years, yeah. and I wanted to get a little bit closer to home. We started our family, had our first child, uh, and... It was taking a lot out of me to drive up there. And I was coaching two, sometimes three sports a year. Yep. I was away from home a lot. So I said, you know, let me try to work on getting back closer to home. So a position came up here locally with um, Halifax Regional Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, 
came on board with them. Uh, spent six years with them. Absolutely loved it. Was given um, very unique opportunities to grow in leadership. Yeah. And um, it's because I think they, they knew me and I was, I was from here. So they gave me a little leeway. Uh, yep. And uh, I, I learned a lot from it. Uh, spent six years with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, position opened up with Mid-Atlantic Broadband, which um, I, I tell folks all the time is a hidden gem yes. of South Boston. They have been here forever. Um, they're more internationally known than they are known locally right. here in Halifax County. Uh, Tad Derso and that team are just uh, amazing, uh, amazing beyond words. Uh, six years with them, had absolutely zero interest in going anywhere. My goal was I was going to retire yeah. from Mid-Atlantic Broadband. Um, lo and behold, we are on a staff retreat in Virginia Beach. We were looking at the new landing station that had just come on board, comes cool. off of, uh, out of the Atlantic Ocean. We were down there for a staff retreat, playing golf uh, with uh, some gentlemen from our board and our staff. And I looked, checked my phone, as I'm always doing. Yeah. And I got an email from Tad, who's in the group behind me, that says, hey, you need to look at this job posting. Huh. So I immediately think, you know, what have I done you know, <laughs> oh, to, no. to upset him that he <laughs> right. wants me out of here? Um, Mind going crazy yeah, in that moment. I'm thinking of every, every bad scenario you could possibly think of. So we get done playing golf. Neither one of us mentioned it. We go back, uh, we get ready, we go to dinner, we sit right beside each other for dinner for three plus hours. Oh my gosh. We go to the rooftop bar mm-hmm. immediately after that, not one word is said. The next morning, I'm literally getting food on my plate before we, our staff meeting. Yeah. And he asked me, he's like, hey, did you get that email? And immediately I went, yeah, you know, what in the world is that about, like, man? Finally, you yeah. say something. And, um... He said, no, did you look at the job description? And I was like, well, yeah, I glanced at it. He's like, it's the same stuff that you do for us, but you would be doing it for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So, mm-hmm. honestly, I applied just to appease tech. Right. Um, that was in May-ish mm-hmm. of 2017. Mm-hmm. And didn't hear a word from Microsoft uh, until probably mid-September. Wow. And uh, got a phone call and said, hey, are you still interested? And I said, well, yeah, I am. I just assumed that you guys had already filled the position. Yeah. It had been five months. Right. And uh, they said, no, we actually weren't supposed to put that listing out. Um, they actually mistakenly listed all five of the opportunities instead of going from east to west or yeah. west to east, however they were going to go. And I uh, said, yeah, I'm still interested. And literally three weeks later, I got a job offer from Microsoft. That is awesome. <laughs> it was um it's been it's been quite the uh, the the stumbling block at times yeah. and quite the on ramp sometimes. Sure. But it's been fun. Yeah, and you know, it's so amazing to hear that story because we have many people that come on here and they say they never wanted to come back to Halifax <laughs> County, and then they are here and they are leaders in the community and all of the opportunities opened up here. I, I can attest to that yep. for myself. I was one of those that said they were never coming back, and. It's just amazing to me at the opportunities that are available in this community that people don't even realize and the room for growth. The opportunities that you have had just by hearing that story are amazing that there are so many people in cities that, you know, would love those opportunities. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So I get the uh, uh, Mel uh, Zonders reaches out to me every year to go talk to the leadership class. And you'd be surprised. I ask, that's the number one question that right. I always ask this group of students every year is, how many of you guys want to come back? And the mm-hmm. first year that I asked, well, I guess it was four years ago, 
80% of those kids wanted to come back. Awesome. So I was like, okay, now we're starting somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I could say that that trend has dipped a little bit. It's gone back up to that threshold. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the things that I always tell those group of kids is, you know, if you have aspirations of being a leader, which I really did not. Right. Um, but if you have aspirations of being a leader, what better place to do it than in your hometown? Right. If you complain about this or you complain about that, then, you know, Try to work to be part of the problem sure, solution. Sure. Um, so that's one of the things that I always talk about. Like, you know, I've served on just about every board of directors you can yes, between you here yeah. in Brunswick. Yeah. Um, and, and and it's not because I mean you're smarter than anybody else. Right. It's just the opportunities are there because you go to work, you do your job, people recognize it, and you get those opportunities. And I tell folks, I was like, if you want to live in Richmond and Raleigh or a larger yeah, city. Sure. You're never going to have that type of exposure. It's you're never so going to get true. that experience. It's so true. You know, so you start to see some wheels turning when you're telling young students that. So, but you're absolutely right. You know, had I not been in Halifax County and kind of known already, I would have never been asked to serve on these different board of directors. Yeah. So, and, and I've grown immensely from from serving in those capacities. Yeah. Without question. And you know, you've always you know had you said that you didn't ever think you wanted to be in a leadership position, but you have found yourself in a lot of leadership positions. So, you know, what does that mean to you? And do you think that you have certain characteristics that have led you to those positions? You know, I think about it and, you know, and I'm not lying when I tell you, I never wanted to be in that position. I kind of want to be head down, do what I'm supposed to do, get out of, get out of of the purview. Yeah. Um, But back in college, um, we, I lived on an all-guy hall my freshman year. Okay. So there were 53 of us that lived on there. We were tight as ticks. Yeah. All awesome guys from every walk of life you could ever imagine. Well, we wound up, you know, thinking about the fraternal side of things. Mm-hmm. And we, we would talk to this fraternity or this fraternity. And for, for no rhyme or reason, mm-hmm. we just didn't feel like we exactly fit. So we made the decision that we were going to start mm-hmm. our fraternity. Well, I don't know if anybody or, or yourself he knows that, but that is a very arduous process. Very much, yeah. So we started down that road. Finally, uh, the dean of students, Tim Pearson yeah. at the time, uh, who's still with Longwood, came to me finally. He said, Jeremy, he said, I got to tell you something. He said, I applaud what you're doing. He said, but you're never going to see it. You're oh, never wow. going to see the fruits of your labor mm-hmm. before you graduate and are out of here. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, that... That stinks, yeah. Uh, you know, and that hurts a little bit. He said, "Let me introduce you to a couple of folks." It's like, okay. So he took me to a fraternity uh, of which I wound up becoming a member of, uh, and said, "You know, I want you to talk to this guy." I talked to that guy and was just floored. He, he said all the right things. Yeah. You know, I saw a lot of myself in him. Yeah. Um, so we wound up having a connection, and I wound up pledging this fraternity. And literally, the first semester after being initiated, you know, I was voted president. And at that, I think it was at that point hmm. to where I thought, I looked back and I was like, well, somebody sees something in me that maybe I don't see Definitely. in myself. So um, I think that's where the, the fire kind of got lit for, for serving. Yeah. And, you know, how would you describe your leadership style? I mean, you coach sports, <laughs> you are involved in so many things, and, um, you know, you're growing where you are. How would you describe your leadership style? And has it changed over I, the years? Well, it, it most certainly has. Um, I will say that initially I was one of the uh, initial leaders that got thrust into that position because I wanted it my way or the highway. Right. 
um, which you don't get very far. You know, the exactly. old adage is saying, if you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. Yep. Um, and I was a fast guy. So, you know, I wanted done my way. And if it wasn't exactly right, mm-hmm. you know, we, we lost time. And right. I felt bad about that. So, you know, as my leadership roles and opportunities have grown, uh, so have I. And I've learned, one, I've, I've, I've always been very hands-off. Okay. You know, like I, I've had fabulous leaders that I've worked for. Chris Lumpson being one of them. Yep. Tad Darso being another one. Don Strange being one yep. at, at the hospital. They, I have all, I have mimicked all of their styles. Yes. Um, they are forthright, yes. honest, transparent, uh, to the utmost. And what they do is they just told me what their expectations were. Yep. And just me, I didn't, I didn't want to disappoint. And I actually wanted to go a wee bit above what their offering was. Um, so I have basically tried to provide every tool mm-hmm. that you could possibly have to be successful and let you pave your own course. If you want to go a different way, but the outcome and the success is still the same, by all means, do it your way. Pave your own street. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing says that you have to be a leader and do it exactly like somebody else did it. Right. So <clears throat> I've mimicked it a little bit after that, um, you know, but I've been so beyond, so blessed to be able to work for folks like Chris Lumpson, Don yes. Strange, Tad Darso, and now my current director, Mike Egan at Microsoft, is just amazing. And especially when you can direct a team that is scattered across the yeah. United States. <laughs> that, that, that's a talent. You have to be very Ooh. talented to do that. Every time I talk to him, I was like, I don't know how you do what you do, but you're fabulous at it. Yeah. And he's in the right role at Microsoft. Yeah. So, you know, you talk to a lot of leadership groups, it mm-hmm. sounds like, and, you know, you go around and you promote Microsoft and TechSpark and all of the programs. What advice do you have for someone that's in their career and doesn't quite know what they want to do or where they want to go or someone that's just starting their career? So that, those are always good points. And, you know, we were, we were all there at some point. Yeah. And we all do it a little bit differently. Yeah. But, you know, the opportunity, any and every opportunity that you get to expand, you know, whether it be a stretch role or a stretch assignment, mm-hmm. you know, do something that's outside of your purview. Anything that can mm, take good. you a little bit stretched. That's you know, really good. You know, I was never big on speaking, um, to be quite honest with you. Coming out of college, mm-hmm. going directly into a classroom, which I was 22 years old. Some of the kids I was teaching were 21. Yeah. You learn that you have to be able to, to talk to these folks. Yeah. Uh, and students especially, because they'll see right through you. I never will forget my advisor that I told you was super proud of me, uh, which he probably shouldn't have been. Uh, he told me he was a uh, you know, chain-smoking guy from Greeley, Colorado. Yeah. He used to, used to chew gum in class like it was his job. I don't know how his jaws weren't just uh, destroyed <laughs> but he told me he said he said jeremy he said when you come in he said be the meanest son of a bitch you ever seen yeah and i was like all right absolutely that's exactly what i'm gonna do yeah and i get there very first day and i'm standing in front of my very first class and i'm like i can't do it because it's not me they're <laughs> exactly. gonna see right through me and i'm gonna lose these kids before i ever had the opportunity exactly to um so you know that was and he was awesome he he could sell ice to an eskimo and he's the reason I got into into marketing, to be completely honest with mm-hmm. you. Uh, and I remember thinking, you know, that was great advice. And it may have worked, but, you know, it, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I chose not to do it. But, you know, any time that you can take yourself just a little bit out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know, at least attempt it. You're only going to yeah. learn from it. It's going to make you better in some capacity. Maybe not immediately, mm-hmm. but, you know, six months down the road, three years down the road, five years down the road, you're going to recall 
you know what, I probably grew from that because of something that I did a number of months ago. And people are just scared. I mean, we're, we're, we're scared of change. Everybody's scared of change. Yes. So, you know, just be willing to put yourself out there, go the extra mile, and you're going to get opportunities, I can assure you. You are speaking to me. Everything you're saying is so great and so true. You have to be yourself. And and um, we've all been in situations where we look up to people and it's like, man, how are they like that? How are they like that? And you have to look at yourself and say, I have to be me. Absolutely. And I'm never going to be like them. I can take certain things and you know tactics that they sure. use, but I'm never going to be them. I have to be myself. And what you're, you're speaking to me today, Jeremy. <laughs> um, so you have a lot of people looking up to you. Uh, you have players on your teams that look up to you. You're a role model to them. Your children, you're a role model to. And then everyone you work with. How does that feel for you? Um, it, it can be a little weighted at times. Yeah. But at the same time, you realize, you know, I'm doing something right. Yeah. Um, and I have a purpose. And, right. you know, like, you know, my purpose is not Microsoft. Uh, right. You know, my purpose at the end of the day is, because I get asked a lot, you know, mm-hmm. with text mark. They're like, you know, what do you consider it to be a success? And I was like, you know, when, when my kids and every kid in Halifax County has the same opportunities as other kids mm. in, in, in urban settings, mm-hmm. you know, that's when I'll consider this to be a success. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not they choose to go that route, that's fine. But they can't yeah. leave Halifax County and say, you know what, I didn't have that opportunity. Mm. Um, so that's uh, that weighs on me pretty heavily, mm-hmm. uh, and you have to be a pretty big mover and a shaker to be able to provide some of those. But um, you know that's why you partner with all the groups that we have. I mean, how fast yeah. County is, you know, we might be limited in in the resources that we sure. have because we're small and yeah. we're rural. But at the same time, you know, the resources that we the resources that we do have are immensely powerful. Yes, and we can move mountains collectively. Yeah. Um, and I think we're doing a much better job here over the last six, seven years of actually thinking together and moving together. I agree. As opposed to shuffle here, shuffle right, shuffle left, shuffle back. Um, you know, I think it's become a much more um, choreographed dance. I agree with that. Um, but, you know, it takes a while to get there. We stumble sometimes. We're, we're of going course, stumble. everywhere does. But um, you, know, if we have the ability to have some folks in positions that are accessible, you know, to whoever it may be, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I still look at myself as a lifetime learner. You know, there's sure. always something that I'm going to need to learn, whether it be specifically for work, mm-hmm. you know, for professional development or just my personal development. You know, there are folks out there that, that I emulate in a lot of ways. And I'm sure I fail immensely at it. Yeah. But at least it's worth the, it was worth the trial and error. Yeah. But, um, you know, being a mentor is, is something that's pretty neat. Uh, it can be a little heavy on yeah. us at times too. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, I just hope we're providing opportunities to, yeah. to all of these different folks. So you've mentioned a lot of people, um, you know, during our talk here. Who would you say has been your biggest mentor along the way? Um, I, I would have to say Tad Derso. Well, I'm CEO of, yeah. uh, of Mid-Atlantic Broadband. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, and that's not a knock on anybody else, but I, no. I, I worked longer with him and I've worked more closely with him. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say close, I mean like literally our office was, you know, two doors apart. Um, 
and just to be able to watch him, he, you know, we kid each other all the time when we say, you know, and I, and I make no bones about it when I talk to that leadership class. I'm like, you know, I had these opportunities, not because I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm far, far from it. Yeah. But I have the, the great perception of closing my mouth and opening my ears. Yeah. It's amazing what you'll learn and what folks want you to learn when you're listening intently. Sometimes they're not even looking for a response. You know, it's just a nod of the head. I love you know, that. Just so that you know that you're understanding what's being stated to mm-hmm. you. Um, and, and, and Tad Derso is probably the best I've ever had a chance to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kid each other. You know, we're not the smartest guys in the room, although he probably is. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not. Very humble. He, yeah, he, he probably is. <laughs> um, but just the the way that he is able to interact. You yeah. When I mean, you're talking to different folks, because, I mean, sometimes he's out on the field, mm-hmm. you know, and you're talking to, to potential residents you know, and sometimes he's he's talking to, you know, the United Nations. Wow. And, and to be able to watch him change his dynamics and be able to relate, you know, whether it's here, home in Halifax County, or at the United Nations is just, it's, it's quite impressive. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So what is one lesson that you have learned that you have taken throughout your journey here? Oh, man. Um, and we all, if you're a lifelong learner, you've learned, <laughs> you've, you've learned a lot of lessons. But you, what is one that stands out to you? Uh, you, you have. Um, I think one of the biggest things is, is sometimes you're, we tend to doubt ourselves mm. a lot more than others do. Um, you know, going back to the story of the opportunity of Microsoft presenting itself, it, you know, it didn't present itself. You know, it was presented to me by another individual of whom I worked for that, you know, I was caught off guard when he presented me uh, with that. You'd be, you know, a lot of times we are our biggest hangups. Oh, we are 100%. our biggest barriers. Yes. Because we don't entrust the fact that we have what it takes to go after what we want. Yeah. Um, and, and, you think about that and you're like, no, nah, that can't be, you know, because I think a lot, well, we do, mm-hmm. you know, but when there are times when it comes to others around us, they think a lot more of us than we do of ourselves. So we've got to get out of the way. And I'm not saying to be confident because no. there's a big difference between being yes. cocky and being confident. Yeah. Um, but if, if you are confident enough in your abilities, you know, you can have just about anything done. Mm. And you're like, we're, we're creatures of habit. Yes. We get scared of change. Yes. If we are, if, if you can just take the handcuffs off yourself and go after whatever it is that you want, I don't, I don't know if there's a person that would fail. I really mm-hmm. honestly don't. Honestly, we fail because we didn't go full. We did not go hard at it because yeah. we were scared. Yeah. You know, and we were scared of that rejection area. Mm-hmm. You know, that rejection. I, I tell the kids that I coach all the time. You know, we're never losing. We're either winning or we're learning. So oh, I love that. Take take losing out of the equation. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I mean, they're they're thirteen years old. Yeah. Twelve and thirteen years old. You know, so I don't want them to equate. You know, well, we lost this weekend. Nope, we didn't lose. We learned. Yeah. Um, so if you if you're really willing to invest the time and energy, go after it hard. Don't kind of go after it nonchalantly. You know, if 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 I'm gonna fail, if I'm gonna lose, if I'm gonna be in that learning category, it's gonna be me going hundred percent. It's not going to be me, you know, tiptoeing through the through the, uh, the daisies. Yes. You have been dropping so many great mottos to live by during <laughs> this <laughs> this talk. And uh, I want to know if you have one that you live by every day. Or do you just live by all of these great ones? Uh, you- it depends on the day. Don't get me wrong. I have, yeah. I have bad days. I have good days. I have awesome days. Um, you know, now my bad days are, are, are pretty limited. I will yeah. say that. I, I 
I have an amazing opportunity. I live in an amazing place that's my hometown that I grew up in. So I have great days for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I have a singular one. Yeah. Really well, you have day. dropped so many good ones during <laughs> yeah. this. And, you know, I can see why you're such a great coach because, yeah. you know, if you're not winning, you're, lo- you're learning. Mm-hmm. If you're not winning, you're learning. That's perfect. Yep. I love it. Um, so what are your current goals? Uh, so my current goals are we, so I'm almost five years in with Microsoft. I'm a couple of weeks shy of being five years in, which feels like some days it feels like an eternity. Some days it feels like it just happened yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but we've got some pretty immense goals with Microsoft that we yeah. want to still get accomplished. And when I say with Microsoft, I mean all the partnerships that sure. we have throughout the region. Um, it's taken a long time to get some of them yeah. in place. And some of them are still not in place yet. They're still conversation pieces. Uh, but I think we still got a lot to do there. Mm-hmm. Uh, TechSpark is, um, we're five years old. Mm-hmm. We, we've basically been green-lighted for another five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's when you're really going to start to see some rubber hit the road. Uh, the Soap Innovation Hub, which is my signature project located yeah. in downtown South Boston, um, we're open, but we're still not open, open yet, just because of the pandemic that we mm-hmm. were shuttered in yeah. for a number of years. But uh, I think we're going to start seeing uh, the Soviet Innovation Hub be the bustling spot of downtown South Boston. Yeah. And that's what I cannot wait for. So tell us about that. Tell us about TechSpark sure. and the Sova Innovation Hub because, you know, many people think it's open and you're <laughs> saying that it hadn't even started. So tell us about that. So TechSpark is a civic program that mm-hmm. was started by the president of Microsoft. Uh, I, I want to say, I keep wanting to say after the last presidential election, that's not true. It was two presidential elections okay. ago when um, there was a, a reflection point for Microsoft when they kind of scratched their head and said, hmm. There are a lot of people in America that are saying, we don't feel like we're being heard. We don't feel like we're being understood. Maybe Microsoft needs to, needs to look at ourselves as well. Microsoft, huge corporation. Yes. Worldwide, um, when I started in 2017, 135,000 employees. Mm-hmm. Petrified to death, by the way. <laughs> That's a lot. Of leaving Mid-Atlantic Broadband <laughs> yeah. you know, with 22, I think, employees at the time, going to 135,000 employees. Wow. Um, but realistically, it works. So, yeah. Um, but seeing that, and like I said, so they started this civic program that was aimed at job creation and economic growth in rural communities. Luckily, Southern Virginia was one of the five regions, mm. uh, initial regions that were selected. Mm-hmm. So we do have a data center here, but that's not why we were selected. Um, there were other parameters that yeah. they used for the selection process, of which I've never been privy to. Right. <laughs> so I don't know them. Um, but that's but, good to know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, we were chosen. Uh, we have had the distinct honor to work with basically everybody. So mm-hmm. we work with the K-12 space a lot. We work in the higher education space a lot. We work with nonprofits a lot. Um, we work with uh, a lot of the small enterprises, which Microsoft has so many offerings that yeah. it's hard to capture all of those. I mean, I'm still learning five years in. Like I have you know, a unique thought in my head and then I take the Microsoft, they're like, yeah, we do that. And it's right here. Oh, like, well, yeah. You know, but being a remote employee, yeah. you know, there, there's no Bible per se right. for you to look and say, yep, that exists or no, that does not. Yeah. So there's a lot of fact finding that we do sure. in and of ourselves. But um, TechSpark has been very, you know, it was a blank slate. Yeah. So we got to create it. Um, 
which sometimes is very daunting. Of course. When you think about it. Um, it takes you back to wanting to start that fraternity. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely does. You know, so yeah. the, you know, there, there are no road signs. There are no paths. Yeah. You, know, you get to forge your own. Yeah. Which, um, you know, if, if somebody like me, I like structure. Yeah. You know, so to be able to say, you know, Jeremy, choose what you want to do. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. So that took a little, you know, it, it, was, it was a little scary there for a little mm-hmm. while. Um, but once you get used to it and you figure out, you know, the, the different ways in which you can connect and some things that you can do, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And the great thing, you know, we, we get accolades. When I say we, I mean Microsoft. Sure. You know, a lot of different groups around here say, well, thank you, Microsoft. That's not the case. Right. You know, we could not do what we do without being able to get the partners at the table. Mm-hmm. So I mean, all the partners that we've had through, you know, the Mid-Atlantic Broadbands, the K-12 Divisions, the Higher Ed Center, SBCC, Danville Community College, the nonprofit, you name them. I mean, just because, you know, we had an idea or maybe some funding for it, that's not moving the mountain. Right. You know, you, you got to have all these other players at the table that are willing to yes. do the dirty work. Yes. Um, so I look at myself as like a convener. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm serious. You know, I, I, I convene folks and get people around the table to have some real candid conversations. And sometimes they're, those conversations are awkward because I may be stepping on their toes a little right. bit. Or infringing upon some things that you have done or looking to do. Has to happen. It, for change, absolutely. Yes. So yes. that's the biggest thing for us. Um, in the um, So each TechSpark region and each TechSpark manager was charged with identifying a signature project. And I never will forget, I was on my very first day, new employee orientation, had gone through the whole rigmarole of, you know, how you getting set up to get paid, you know, choosing your insurance, you know, this, that, and the other. And I mean, you talk about force fed with the fire. Hose. Right. So that was from 7 a.m. Mm. until noon. Mm. Then we broke and you went to different places. Well, so some folks, you know, you got to remember some of these are computer engineers. Right. Um, they are literally, they got done there. They went to a couple of the meetings. They flew back. Well, we have were broken out because we were going to be full remote employees. Yep. We had to meet with all of these different departments. Wow. So I literally spent the next three and a half days in 60 to 90 minute segments. Wow. And then moving all across the campus uh, out in Redmond. But on Monday evening at 6 o'clock, which I started at 7 a.m., yeah. uh, I got a chance to sit down with the president of Microsoft. Awesome. On my very first day. Awesome. And uh, I remember him. Uh, he was at the end of the hall. And uh, Dennis, uh, who was the tech spark manager in mm-hmm. Wyoming, and I are walking towards him. And he was like, all right, one of y'all speak. And I was like, well, why, why do you want us to speak? He was like, I was just trying to figure out who's from Southern Virginia. Never mind, I got you. Oh. So I just kind of chuckled. And uh, we go in and sit down in his office. Um, and we, we, we sat down and we chatted for 45 minutes. That's he, awesome. He took the time to get to know us and understand where we're coming from. And he basically said, you know, this is what I'm looking for. And these are my expectations. And I can't wait to see you guys' signature project. And I remember turning to look at Dennis, and I look at my director, Mike Egan, and I go, I don't even think the ink is dry on my contract yet. What in the <laughs> world are you talking about? Um, so there were some heavy expectations. Yeah, for day sure. One. But uh, thank God for, for Mid-Atlantic Broadband. Yeah. They had already partnered with Microsoft in a myriad of ways already before, uh, long before TechBlock was even yeah. thought of. And um, it was just a natural natural partnership for us to, to build on. 
So that's how the the Soap Innovation Hub came about. Is yeah. uh, it was going to be a complete um, NBC build. Yep. So Microsoft did not commit not one penny to that building, even though everybody calls it the Microsoft building. Right. It's not. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and if Tad Fun is fact. in earshot, yes. uh, I make sure I correct everybody. Yeah. Um, but NBC built that building, so the second floor is all theirs. And downstairs, you have uh, a community space, um, training space, you have the Microsoft Experience Center, and then you also have the flexible uh, and co-working space along with private offices. Now, I was lucky enough to, to score an office Yay! There, um, <laughs> which, you know, they're pretty full. Yeah. And then we also have a flexible and co-working space in which we have folks. I mean, some days you just have a couple of folks that are in there. Some days you have eight, nine, ten folks that are in there working every day. How amazing. It's, you know, I never in a million years thought that's something that yes. would have in Southern Virginia. Yeah. But uh, it has been very well received. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see. So, yeah, I alluded to the fact that we're not really open, open right, yet. Right, right. Um, you know, with, with COVID and folks still being a little touch and go sometimes, we're getting to be open. But at mm -hmm. the same time, um, just so we don't lose a lot of the luster of it, sure. um, we're waiting for members of the senior leadership team from Microsoft. I have been promised that they're coming here to cut the ribbon on that facility. How cool. We were supposed to, it was supposed to happen last October. We had a spike in COVID. Sure. Uh, so we had to had to postpone that, and now we're looking for another date to match up with their schedules. Mm -hmm. um, so we are open. Yes. Uh, we're just not busting at the seams yet. Right. I'm trying to hold back the floodgates just a yeah. little bit. But um, I've already entertained, I want to say, 200, 250 people that have come through that facility that just to check it out. That is awesome. It is. It's really neat. Well, congratulations on everything that you have done and accomplished. And we're so lucky to have the Sova Innovation Hub in this area and you <laughs> as part of that. <laughs> and um, I want to know, we end every podcast at my favorite question. If you could have dinner with one living person outside of your family, who would it be? Oh, you know, I told you I was going to be thinking about this yes. the entire time. And yes. I have not given it one ounce of thought since then. Uh, but one living person outside of my family. Yes. Mm. You know, and I've had some. I've had dinners with some some. Pretty, it sounds like uh, it. With some pretty neat folks already. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. To to be honest, I, I'm gonna go back just because I just watched his documentary. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, and it's a sports guy. Okay. So a lot of folks are immediately gonna gonna hit end when they hear me say no. that. No. Um. But but Nolan Ryan. Okay. Okay. Uh, so grew up a huge Nolan Ryan fan. Really didn't know all of the backstory right. until Lane and I, uh, my son, yeah. we we caught his documentary uh, last week, I think, actually, and. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, he has so much knowledge that, that he could spare. And, you know, and it's, and it's not necessarily only in the sports world, yeah. but a lot of it, uh, you know, crosses barriers across. I think it'd have to be him right now. And that's only because I probably just watched Yeah, that. well, that's He's the freshest. He's the freshest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's a good one. And we can learn so much from athletes and coaches and, and everyone in that space. Um, I'm fascinated by it. And I am really 
just excited to have gotten to know you better because you are doing so many great things for the community. And I just cannot wait to see where you grow to because you're so open to change and you are a lifelong learner. And I know you're going to go so far. And I can't wait to see what else Microsoft and, and all of the programs there brings to our area. We're very lucky to have you. So well, thank you. I certainly appreciate it. Thank yeah. you very much for the invite. Yeah. And thank yeah. you everyone for listening to another episode of the Rogers Radio Podcast. You know what to do. Like, subscribe, and review, and continue listening. Talk to you next week.